Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. The simple point that I would like to make today is that feelings are not facts. That is to say that what determines what is really real is not your own subjective emotions, which are personal and internal. Just think about it. If you were to say, I feel blank today, or you made me feel blank, the only person who feels blank is you. Your feelings are 100% yours, and even when another person feels the same way, that emotion is rarely experienced to the same degree and in the same way. Indeed, your feelings are very real to you, but they are not as real to the rest of the world. So, if your own subjective emotions do not determine reality, then what does? What does determine what is really real must be objective and universal. Of course, the ultimate reality is God himself. Through his word, God not only reveals to you what is true, he also reveals to you the way things should be. In the end, God made you to have emotions and feelings, so I am in no way saying that feelings are bad. What I am saying is that feelings are not facts, and ultimate truth is never found in how you feel. It is found in what God says. I will apply this simple truth to everyday life momentarily, but first, let's go to the scriptures. Our theme verses today comes from Romans chapter 10, verses 1 to 3. In that text, the Apostle Paul writes, Brethren, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for them is for their salvation. For I testify about them that they have a zeal for God, but not in accordance with knowledge. For not knowing about God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own, they did not subject themselves to the righteousness of God. So what is the Apostle Paul talking about here? He's talking about people who have full hearts but empty heads. They have a zeal for the Lord but not in accordance with knowledge of God. The Greek word for zeal is zelos. This word refers to heat being red hot or having such a fervency that it spills over. The Greek word for knowledge here is epinosis. This means more than just being aware of a collection of facts. It refers to a precise and correct knowledge of God, His morals, and His will. And what the New Testament tells us over and over again is that knowledge of God is bestowed on us through Christ, who was the incarnation of the perfect knowledge of God. For scripture references, see Ephesians 1.17 and 4.13, Colossians 1.10 and 2.2-3, 2, 2 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2, 1.8, and 2.20. Following what Paul writes in Romans 9, in its immediate context, Romans chapter 10 verses 1 to 3 refers to Jews living in the first century who had a zeal without knowledge, meaning they had a zeal for God's law, but that zeal blinded them from seeing Jesus as the Messiah. Their zeal inhibited them from actually seeing that the law they treasured so much was the law they were woefully unable to keep. The law pointed to man's inability to keep it. The only one who did keep the law was Jesus. Thus, the law pointed to Christ, but many first century Jews missed the righteousness of God in their midst. 
As a result, they stumbled over Jesus instead of seeing that he is the righteousness that God provided. Now, how Romans 10, 1-3 applies to our current discussion is simple. Zeal without knowledge is analogous to feelings without facts. And what reality tells us is that when a person has a worldview predicated on feelings without facts, havoc ensues. Havoc ensues because leaders can prey on people's ignorance. Havoc ensues because people act out of ignorance while serving a subversive agenda that oftentimes hurts themselves. Feelings without facts can spawn cults, fringe political movements, religious fanaticism, and religious legalism. The ultimate fact is that Jesus Christ is the way of salvation. If people live a life ignorant of that fact, they will live separated from God now and remain separated from Him in torment forever. Our feelings change all the time, therefore they are not ultimately reliable. God is unchanging, and that is one of the reasons why He is so trustworthy. Even when we feel awful, God is good. Even when we feel ignorant, God is all-knowing. Even when we feel selfish and unloving, God is love. Feelings are not facts, and the Christian lives based on the facts of faith, not the flows of feelings. There will now be three practical applications of this idea. The first point is spiritual. Feelings are not facts, therefore, don't decide based on feelings, even if you mean well. This point is neatly described in Luke chapter 9, verses 51 to 56. That text says, When the days were approaching for his ascension, he, Jesus, was determined to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers on ahead of him, and they went and entered a village of the Samaritans to make arrangements for him. But they did not receive him because he was traveling toward Jerusalem. When his disciples James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them and said, You do not know what kind of spirit you are of, for the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went on to another village. So what happens here is readily obvious. As they were elsewhere named the Sons of Thunder, James and John were following Jesus as he was preparing to move toward his crucifixion, meaning James and John were in fact walking in the right path. Then what happens? Then they encountered resistance in the form of Samaritans denying them lodging. James and John were obviously taken back by this, evidenced by their request to call down fire from heaven. What is God's response? Jesus rebukes the sons of thunder because Christ's mission was not to seek and destroy. It was to seek and to save. Luke 19.10 Here's the point. I cannot get into the hearts of James and John, so I am incapable of evaluating the godliness of their desires or what they were feeling. But what we do know is that these two men would go on to be apostles. What we do know is that they were traveling with Jesus, but at one juncture, they made a quick reflexive response to what the Samaritan said. When they allowed this to happen, even if they meant well, and even if they felt as if they were acting for God, they ended up suggesting a course of action that went against what God called them to do. 
This is evident because Jesus rebuked both men. Indeed, James and John may not have liked the Samaritans rejecting them, but that did not give them license to eliminate them. I can only use my sanctified imagination in this case, but perhaps the sons of Thunder meant well. Perhaps they felt the purposes of the kingdom of God would be advanced if these Samaritans were not a part of it. Regardless, whatever they felt, they were wrong. What ultimately mattered and what ultimately determined what was in God's will was the mission of Christ. Beloved, there are many times in life when we may mean well or fellow church members may mean well. But at the end of the day, meaning well is a feeling, not a fact. We cannot allow our meaning well to trump God's truth, nor ought we to allow other people meaning well to trump what God says. Zeal without knowledge is actually very dangerous, and in many cases, zeal without knowledge is merely a way that people use religion to justify what they want to do. That justification tends to rely on the heart and never an open Bible. This leads me to the next point. The second point is psychological. Feelings are not facts, therefore do not allow your feelings to paint the full picture of reality. I think the clearest way to illustrate this point is to think of a person who experiences bouts of intense sadness and who may even qualify as being depressed. Generally speaking, this person may tend to project how they feel on the world at large, so even if the world is bright, the sad person will view reality with dark, dark sunglasses. As a result, everything looks gloomy. The person begins to see other people as harmful when they are just trying to help. They begin to feel as if situations are hopeless when in fact they have potential. They begin to see a world that's crumbling when in fact things are quite stable. They may even look up to heaven and doubt that God is real, doubt that God cares, and be tempted to give up on the Lord. They may even feel that God is against them. Of course, these feelings are based on a lie or on half-truths. Truly, feelings are not facts, but this hypothetical person lives as if the feelings are the facts. But as I've already said, feelings are not facts, therefore do not allow your feelings to paint the full picture of reality. Be mindful that your subjective internal sensations do not necessarily have any relation to objective reality. The biggest danger, of course, of allowing how you feel to paint the full picture is that you begin trusting how you feel more than trusting God. It is dangerous when your feelings trump the facts of faith. But remember this crucial Bible fact. Faith is not an emotional experience. Faith has concrete content that is independent of human emotion. Faith is based upon the historical reality of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Regardless of how we feel, the tomb is still empty, and regardless of how we feel, Jesus Christ rose from the dead on the third day. Whether we feel horrible or on top of the world, the fact that God is just and the justifier of those who believe in Jesus remains the same. Romans 3.26 Regardless of how you feel, God's truth never changes. Hence, even in your darkest day, God will not give up on His elect and will see His own through till the end. Philippians 1.6
Beloved, trusting God still means trusting God, even when it hurts, and even when you don't feel like trusting God. In fact, I dare say that those who only believe when they feel like it don't have genuine biblical faith. Real biblical faith is not fair weather and often means struggling to hold on when you don't feel like it. Trusting God means believing He will never allow a trial that is too much for us and He will provide the means of endurance in that trial. 1 Corinthians 10.13 God is not being cruel, but He does test those whom He loves and He has a compassionate good purpose in testing. James 5.11 Furthermore, God has provided the means by which we may be rescued from our out-of-touch feelings and cleave to the facts of faith. The means, of course, is the Word of God. As it says in Romans 15.4, For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. One of the reasons why Paul writes that the scriptures encourage us to have hope is because God knew his children would be discouraged and sometimes feel hopeless. What God then does is invite us away from our inner subjective world and opens our eyes and hearts to the facts of faith contained in the Bible. This leads me to my third and final point. The third point is practical. Feelings are not facts, therefore do not listen to your feelings and do listen to God. How do you listen to God? That's simple. You open his book with the specific aim of rehearsing promises that he spoke to his children. Those promises are not a feeling, rather they are real spiritual facts because the God of the universe promised them. And the Lord will also be around forever to make good on those promises. Listen to promises like Jeremiah 31.3 that God loves his elect with an everlasting love. Listen to promises like Isaiah 41.10-13 where God says he will stand with you and help you, therefore you have nothing to fear. Listen to promises like 1 John 4.10 that tell you God sent his son to die for his elect as a demonstration of his everlasting love. Listen to promises like Romans 8.35-39 that tell you absolutely nothing in the universe can separate a child of God from their heavenly father. Even more, it always helps to get a fresh perspective whenever you feel a certain way. It always helps to literally change perspective by moving from where you physically are, get outside, take a walk, and breathe some fresh air. It helps to seek the counsel of a trusted Christian friend or a member of church leadership so they can offer a different view of reality than the perspective of your feelings. Feelings are not facts. Therefore, do not listen to your feelings and do listen to God. Ultimately, when we listen to God and feed on His promises, our faith will grow and flourish. As a result, with a high view of God, we are satisfied in Him and therefore have a spiritual buffer against the ebb and flow of emotions in our lives. An ultimate fact is that the Word of God stands forever, Isaiah 48. Through his word, God therefore not only reveals to you what is true, he also reveals to you the way things should be.
we look to Jesus as the prime example of how things should be, and with eyes on Him, we can all aspire to have a robust knowledge of God with a fiery zeal for the Lord that consumes us. John 2.17 Knowing who God is, we thus desire Him as the perfect reality. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.